Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk Autism with Dr. C. I'm Chorine Mapson, a.k.a. Dr. C. In this episode, we're going to talk about the social aspects of autism and some community involvement for those with ASD, also known as Autism Spectrum Disorder. Well, I am of the opinion that socialization is important not only in churches and schools, but also in the community where the ASD person resides. I would like to offer in this episode some suggestions for inclusion that I have experienced over the years before and after the pandemic. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, I had involved my son in several activities, but I have to note he was much younger then, and I'll I'll tell you why in a few minutes. My goal for involving him was to expose him to as much as he possibly could get exposure to, and then allow him to decide what he liked best. When the community is open to inclusion of the ASD population, it can be quite rewarding for all parties involved. It seemed easier in the previous years because I was able to drag him from place to place because he was younger. However, now that he's a teenager, it's quite difficult. Activities that once excited him do not entice him at all anymore. Well, there is a book, and the book is entitled Adolescence on the Autism Spectrum. And in that book, The author writes, for teens with ASD, the social realm, school, community, places of worship, after school activities is difficult. And that pretty much explains, I believe, my son's teenage situation. Furthermore, I read another book entitled Wondrously Wounded, and in that book, the author states, the grief associated with a child's failure to socialize with others is closely associated with our longings to connect and communicate with our child. As a parent of an ASD child, I want to communicate with my son. And I also want him to communicate with his peers. I want him to have friends. I want him to engage others socially. In the same book that is entitled Wondrously Wounded, the author writes this. And the author is Brian Brock. He states that the frustration springs from high aspirations that parents have for their ASD children to join society and have friends. And that's really what I want for my son. I know I'm not the only parent out there who's like that. He states further, difficulties functioning as part of a group, difficulties cooperating with other children and obeying simple instructions all apparently leave the ASD child socially isolated. Unreachable expectations from parents, teachers, or caregivers who have no idea how to deal with such disruptive and antisocial behaviors compound this frustration. Well, earlier, years before the COVID-19 issues, I, in an effort to assist my son with peer 
socialization involved him in several of the local Special Olympics programs that were offered. And Special Olympics had everything. They had basketball camp, bocce lessons, bowling nights, dance parties, all of which I allowed my son to participate in. And as a matter of fact, in some cities, there are several businesses that will allow the ASD population to have activities on specific days or nights. Here in Wilmington, for example, there is a trampoline park that before the pandemic now used to offer a jump night just for patrons on the ASD, uh, in the ASD population. So there was also a local gymnastics facility that offered a weekly Friday night class specifically for ASD kids. Years ago, I had heard about a soccer group here in town, so I signed my son up. And when I arrived, I realized that the group was comprised of all neurotypical children. In other words, they were not children who had issues with their neurological systems like my son does. I spoke with the coach slash owner and I said to him, you know what, you might want to consider opening a special needs class. He said, okay, I'll open one. He opened one and had to open an additional four classes. That's because parents of kids with special needs, you know what, we're always clamoring for something for our kids to do in the community because we want them to engage socially. We want them to do things that other kids do. We want them to get active outside the house. Well, prior to the pandemic, two of our local theaters offered first-run movies that were viewed on a designated screen just for the ASD population. And I've been told that now that things are opening back up again, those same theaters now are allowing those movies to be shown again. So what happens is they take a first-run movie and they have just one of the movie rooms, you know, dedicated for the ASD participants. They're allowed to roam around, make noise, do whatever they want to do. And they're not uh, told to leave the theater because they're being too loud or they're not penalized for, you know, disrupting because we're all in there together. ASD parents and their kids. One other thing the theaters do is they leave the lights turned up and they turn the sound down a little bit so it's not so loud for the ASD patrons. And I love that. The annual premier summer event here in Wilmington is called Surfers Healing. You might have heard of it before. It's offered in other parts of the country, but for sure it's offered here in Wilmington because we have beaches here. A group whose mission is to enrich the lives of people living with autism by exposing them to the unique experience of surfing. Hats off to the founders of Surface Healings, of Surface Healing, because what they do is they bring in professional surfers and pair them with a person who has ASD, and they go out on the water and they surf with this professional, and they come back in and they go out maybe a second time. The first time I sent my son out, he was a little four-year-old kid, and I put him on that surfboard and said goodbye as he went into that vast ocean with a man I had never met before in my life, but it was the best experience of my life and his and also his dad's who was panicking on the side of the beach just waiting for him to come back on shore well during mine and Jaden's short visit in Wilson North Carolina we joined a nearby YMCA which was in neighboring Nash County in Rocky Mount North Carolina well let me tell you 
it was one of the best YMCA facilities I have ever seen. They have a rock climbing wall. They have multiple gyms. They have multiple pools. I mean, it's just phenomenal what they offer at that Nash County Y. And so we would go frequently because my son loves the water. But not only did they have great pools, but they also offered a weekly Friday evening gathering for the ASD kids of all ages. Additionally, while we were living in Wilson County, we would uh, go over to Greenville, North Carolina. And I learned that in Greenville, North Carolina, in Pitt County, they have a facility called Rocking Horse Ranch. So I signed Jaden up for a therapeutic riding camp. And it was great. I loved it because at that camp, the riders are asked to call their horses by name and give them commands like walk or whoa. And this forced my son to speak, to communicate, because sometimes that can be challenging for him, but that forced him to speak. When he realized he had command over the animal by just using words, that helped him realize those words had power. Well, in cases where the counties lack community inclusion activities or resources, the churches can seek to provide some assistance. You may not have, you know, all that other churches have, but you can do something. One local church here in Wilmington, for example, in New Hanover County, has a gym. And once a month, they open that gym. Now, this was prior to the pandemic, okay? But they would open the gym and allow the ASD population to come in and utilize the gym. And they would set up stations for them to like throw a ball or roll a ball or jump up and down or use, you know, jump ropes or bounce on a trampoline. You know, they had various stations. So I thought that was great. If a church is planning to pursue holding ASD related activities or have some sort of ASD related ministries at your facility, then I would suggest training and I would also suggest a safe environment. Those two are very imperative. And then also you want to get the parental consent in the initial involvement because that's important as well but training is a top priority because parents are looking to involve their kids in activities in the community where trained individuals can work with their children who have these special needs um one of the parents I've, I've talked to several parents as i was creating my thesis for duke and, and creating this podcast and parents have expressed that they really do find it difficult when they get into a situation in the community and they find improperly trained volunteers to work with their children so once again i can't stress it enough the lack of trained individuals or those who are willing to be trained may point to the lack of available resources that are in some of these communities. So train, train, train. Uh, one way to involve the ASD population in the community is to expose them to their recreational and uh, potential uh, vocational interests. In that book, again, Adolescence on the Autism Spectrum, the author actually says this. She says, if your ASD child or teen, rather, is interested in trains or air conditioners, find a person who works in that field who would be willing to help your child realize the different applications of his or her interest. She further states in that book, so, uh, that utilizing retired people 
in the community can serve uh, a great purpose because they can become mentors for the ASD population. She states developing a relationship with a mentor is a good way to improve the ASD child's social skills. So that's a good tip when it comes to dealing with um, community and involvement of the ASD population in the community. As I learned of the various methods and activities to expose my son to socially, I involved him in as many as he would get in. I read that Taekwondo is a great practice for discipline, which has helped those with ASD. So I signed him up for lessons and he excelled quickly in in that. Additionally, he loves the water. And since we live in a beach town, I thought it was important for him to learn to swim. So he started swimming lessons at age two and he's had swimming lessons off and on for years, but he's become quite comfortable in bodies of water. And he's I say teaching himself to swim like he's remembering all the techniques he's learned and he's navigating that water without any problems. Both the Taekwondo and the swimming are activities which could be categorized as um, activities that use the gross motor skills. All right. Furthermore, these activities that contribute to the ASD child's sensory diet are those activities like I've just mentioned, like taekwondo and and swimming, because a sensory diet is a treatment, not food related, that can help kids with sensory processing issues. So it involves a series of physical activities your child can do at home. And as I stated earlier, it has nothing to do with food. And if you aren't familiar with those, then go to an occupational therapist and have them design a sensory diet just tailored for your child's needs. Sensory diets are important to help our ASD children sleep better at night. If their gross motor skills are working hard, then they get tired easier. And so That swimming that my son does, that kicking in Taekwondo, it will will just tire him out. So when I get home, he can sleep well for hours. And those of you who have ASD kids know it is difficult for them to sleep at night. Most communities have professionals who can assist our ASD kids with socialization. For example, a qualified professional, formerly known as a case manager, uh, can help. The care coordinator, if you have one for your kid, they can help. Nutritionists can help. Psychologists and others can all help with rounding out your child's team to help them progress as they live with ASD. Several activities that I've mentioned um, here were available before the recent COVID pandemic. And now some of them available again now after the pandemic has seemed to sort of wane. But when the lockdown occurred, activities just ceased and homebound creativity became the order of the day. I grabbed a book from my shelf that was entitled The Out of Sync Child has fun. It was written by Carol Stopp-Branowitz. And in that book, she provides several activities for the ASD child with sensory processing disorder to feed their sensory diet. And during the pandemic, that book 
the out of sync child has fun that book became my asd bible as i sought activities to engage my son in while we were in isolation so tune in to my next episode episode eight which is my final episode in this season to learn more about how we utilized this book to incorporate activities in our daily living during the COVID-19 quarantine. I'm Charlene Mapson, AKA Dr. C. Let's talk autism again soon.